discover the possibilities of internal medicine. This is the NYACP Physician Spotlight Podcast. I'm Hudson Lee, and I'm a second-year medical student at Weill Cornell. And today we have Dr. Aaron Glatt with us from Mount Sinai South Nassau. He's the chair of the Department of Medicine, the chief of infectious diseases, and a hospital epidemiologist. And today we'll be talking with him regarding various topics related to COVID-19. Thank you so much again, Dr. Glatt, for joining us. My pleasure to be here. My pleasure to be a small part of educating you for the future. So how common are side effects besides besides the mild flu-like symptoms that we see uh, for these COVID-19 vaccines? Okay, you phrased that question very carefully. Besides, that's true, because the very common local tenderness, I just don't feel so great, flu-like syndromes, and general sense of discomfort do occur pretty commonly, actually more after the second dose than after the first dose. Some suggestion it occurs a little bit more frequently in people who have a robust immune response and or who've had COVID previously, but that also is still not clear. So those kind of side effects are very common and people should expect them. Uh, If you're planning on getting married the next day, maybe that's not the perfect time to get your second shot of Moderna or Pfizer. But at the same time, make sure you get it before you get married so you don't infect your spouse and all the guests at the wedding. So I think it's critically important that people understand that there will be lots of, I call them nuisance side effects. Uh, When I got my vaccine, first dose, zero, second dose, felt pretty lousy for a day. Well worth it. There are more serious side effects that people need to be aware of, but the CDC, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, all the experts, all say none of those serious side effects occur significantly enough or a reason not to get vaccinated. So the myocarditis that you hear about, especially in young men, the uh, incidence with the, that's with the mRNA vaccines, the incidence <clears throat> some thrombosis and clotting with the J&J occurring more in uh, younger middle-aged women. So these are real. They're something that people should be aware of but they're not a reason not to take the vaccine. And this is true even if you have underlying heart conditions, and even if you've had a blood clot sometime in the past or you're on birth control pills, these aren't contraindications. There's something to speak with your doctor as to which type of vaccine might be optimal for you. But I would tell somebody, your risk of getting myocarditis from COVID is way higher than your risk of getting myocarditis from the COVID vaccine. And your risk of getting thrombosis from COVID is way higher than the risk of getting thrombosis from the vaccine. So that is why these are recommended, even in those types of, quote, at-risk or slightly at-risk patients. Not a reason for a person to say, I don't want to get vaccinated. And we all know how serious an illness COVID is, the unbelievable benefit that these vaccines provide in preventing death. That's the you know, measure of success of the vaccine, not how many times it prevented you getting a mild episode of the illness, but did it prevent you getting intubated? Did it prevent you getting an ICU admission? Did it prevent you from dying? And these COVID vaccines, all of them, are phenomenally good in doing that. Well, all this is really great to hear and certainly gives us hope for the future. There are still a lot of things on the horizon and now that we can do, namely getting vaccinated. Um, Well, thank you so much, Dr. Glatt, for for taking the time to speak with us, and hopefully our our listeners can find this conversation 
just as helpful as, as I did. So thank you so much once again. Please, if you, for whatever the reason, have not gotten vaccinated yet, please do so. Please be a strong proponent to your friends, family, acquaintances, patients, and anyone you can in your social setting to advocate for vaccine. We need more young people advocating vaccination, not only of COVID, but of other vaccines that are very, very important. We need young people like you, Hudson, and other uh, medical students getting out there and telling people, I'm an educated medical provider. I'm telling you to get vaccinated. You're my age, you're roughly my age, you're my peer. Peer to peer is much better sometimes than old professor to younger people. Thank <laughs> you.